Thank you for downloading this podcast and welcome to Arrow Bandwidth, the podcast to help the channel better understand the trends, technologies and concepts that are facing the IT industry today. I'm your host, David Fern, and we hope you enjoy this Arrow production. And please subscribe. Thanks. Hi, and welcome to Arrow Bandwidth. Uh, this is the podcast that's designed to talk about te- trends, technologies, and concepts that are buzzing around the industry that are relevant to the channel. Um, we're going to try and cut through the FUD. We're going to try and cut through the marketing. We're going to try and cut through all the confusion and complexity around these topics and, uh, and yeah, bring you a bit of a, a 101 and build upon it every week. So my name is David Fern. I'm the technical director at Arrow ECS UK and Ireland, and uh, I am going to be joined every week by my co-host, uh, Richard Holmes. Rich, do you want to introduce yourself? Hi, um, I'm Richard Holmes. I work on the uh, IBM team here at Arrow in the UK. And uh, uh, and yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to this, Dave. Good. Good, good, good. I mean, it's really important to say that Rich is not just IBM. You know, you're just IBM in our company. But, you know, you've got a good general understanding and sort of interest in technology. And uh, and just like me, loves the sound of his own voice. So this should go really, really well. Um <laughs> Most importantly, um, obviously, we, we're going to try and keep this to half an hour at a time. I can't guarantee that, but we will try. So, let's dive into our first topic. Why so, do uh, Yeah, awesome. So, the first topic is IoT 101. So, IoT is a, a topic that's, that's close to both our hearts. Um, we've sort of tried to lead the, the charge in arrow around it. Um, but it's one of these interesting topics. It's, a, it's been a buzzword for the last year, um, but... What exactly is it? Where does it come from? And more importantly, where is it going to take us into the future? So it's, um, I suppose, it's, uh, let's just start discussing. So what is IoT? Rich? Yeah, so I, I think for me, you know, you, you, you look at um, the Internet of Things, the, the Internet of Everything, um, the, the connected city, the connected world, a smarter planet. Um, but, but ultimately, I, I think, you know, everything has its roots in... Um, machine-to-machine um, type of solutions and, and services. And they've been, they've been around quite a while. So I think, first and foremost, you know, we, sh- we shouldn't kid ourselves that Internet of Things is a, is, is a massively new concept or idea. Um, it, it, it will be, I think, in certain industries, um, so you know, particular verticals and end-use cases. Um, but I think the excitement for me uh, around the Internet of Things and what it brings us is that Actually, yeah, we might have had some of the capabilities for you know for a lot of years, but technology has evolved and developed. Yeah, you know, network communication, um, the fact that we all carry around little mobile computers in our pockets. Absolutely, today, Absolutely. you know, um, and and it opens up, I think, boundless possibilities, uh, and and that can be really really scary. Mm. I think you know how do you how do you sift through all all the great weird wacky ideas and let's be frank you know if we keep if we're keeping this conversation in the context of the channel um you know how can our partners make money out of this yep absolutely absolutely um so i mean it's interesting you mentioned mobile phones that's one of the areas where i think it's a bit of a gray area with iot for me personally i don't think i don't really class a mobile phone as a as an iot device do you mm. or would you oh, I suppose it's difficult it's difficult because i've seen some really interesting use cases some really decent examples of, of um, phones being used in more of an IoT context, but I'd still call them mobile computing devices. 
Oh, well, you know, I, uh, every day is a learning day. Um, yesterday, um, I, I was uh, I was swatting up for this by um, listening to another podcast um, because you know plagiarism is the plagiarism is 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 the perfect form of flattery in my book. Um, <laughs> and um, I, I didn't know. I was I was listening to um, a uh, a CTO of a um, a, a very big business and uh, and their business was um was in uh weather climate and uh, there was a almost a throwaway comment which was that uh, they aim to get an accurate weather prediction to any of their users anywhere on the planet in 300 milliseconds and as long Impressive. as as long as a mobile phone has uh, has got um, the the settings turned on for things like location, which we're all kind of familiar with. You know, improve the quality of your service by switching on location services. Um, they can take a feed from a mobile phone, and so mm. in that instance, a mobile phone becomes part of the network for weather gathering. And they yeah. not just location data can be sent up to this business but an atmospheric region a pressure region yep, and from absolutely. that they can understand shed loads of <sighs> or they can infer shed yeah. loads of different things so yep. i was the same as you you know it's it, it's a mobile computing device and you know is, is it is it really is it really part of iot um yeah you know i think i think it can be and i think this is you know this is the thing isn't it it's it we we'll say the possibilities are endless. I sound like I'm introducing an episode of Star Trek, but you know, realistically, they can be. Uh, it, it's about you know, it, it's about identifying you know, where the business value, where yeah. the social yeah. value is in all these great and weird and wacky ideas for me. Yeah, no, I couldn't agree more. And um, one of the interesting areas I find is as soon as you do that, as soon as you start taking data from the device and utilizing it in a very automate, autonomous way, that for me is IoT. But the big thing for me is, obviously, if we're trying to just classify what exactly is IoT, it sort of opens up a new, a completely new area of IoT and says IoT could be a mobile app rather than just... Because I think, I think one of the fear factors for IoT for a lot of our partners is that they think of IoT as a, as a piece of technology or a little you know, circuit or an integrated chip. Or, and I think that starting point is quite, quite a difficult one. Um, I certainly think it's a very, very important one. But I think if we can start to say IoT could be an app, that's pretty, pretty powerful. Um, it is. I mean, you know, I think the, the automatic assumption people make when you start talking about the Internet of Things are that, you know, this is the sort of thing that's that's going on in, in, in labs like MIT mm. and uh, at UCL. Um, it, it, it's, it's here, it's in the here and now. Yeah. You, know, you look at the plethora of um, wearable devices to help with things like fitness and, and health. Um, you look at connected appliances um, and things like you know thermostats and heating in your home you know they're all readily available today in, in the market and yeah it's it's interesting I've picked there a number of examples and they're what I would I'd break IOT down into two things there is consumer IOT which yep. is everything I've just described there and then we have industrial IOT 
And industrial IoT, you know, I don't want people to get the impression that this is all about sort of chimney stacks smoking away and manufacturing plants mm. and things like that. Yeah, <coughs> IoT from an industry perspective can be, you know, again, we'll come back. I don't want to labour the point on mobile phones, but in retail, yeah, a customer's mobile device is not just a way of gathering information like a big high street retailer or an online retailer. It's also that mechanism to push value and a service or an enhanced service back to the customer base. Yep. Um, you know, and that's I suppose that's that's one example. The the thing for IoT uh, and the reason why I think we see it in the in the news a lot, why we see a, a lot of uh, a lot of the vendors that we work with now starting to you know, think how they can enable the par- uh, the partner channel and our customers to to really grasp some of the tech that's been created over the last you know few years and bring some of the building blocks together. Yeah, it it's that ability. You know, the internet has the has evolved and developed. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, technology has evolved <laughs> whereby yeah, we're on four G now. And we'll yep. soon be on 5G. Yeah, 5G coming it, around the corner. It's practical to be able to take these weird and wacky concepts out of a lab and deploy them in the field. Yep. And you know, if you can turn around to a uh, you know, a business um, and say, you know, I can give you better insight into your your customers, whether it's you know, retail, healthcare, finance, insurance, whatever, that either helps you. Reduce risks, reduce costs, um, reduce customer churn, improve customer retention, improve customer experience, yeah, increase sales. Then, yeah, we might call it an IoT t- an IoT solution, but actually, yeah, they're business solutions. Yep. they are solutions as services delivering a business value. And, and you know, from from my side of the fence, yeah, a lot of the partners and a lot of the the businesses that we work with in the channel, regardless of you know who they are and what type of business they are, whether they're consultants, integrators, application houses, they're all about delivering or integrating business solutions. Yeah, and you know what, I couldn't agree with you more. I think what you've just described there moves away from the buzzword and actually turns into practical, deliverable value. Mm. And I think that's one of the things that the IoT is really missing at the moment is that link to the business. For me, you know, IoT is really, really simple in, in our context. Okay, now in a consumer context, it's very different. But in our context, it is 100% about how can we make better business decisions with more data? How can we bring context to, to elements of an industry process or an office or an organization where there is no context, where there is no ability to, well, there's lots of context, but there's no ability to harvest that context. There's no ability to understand, okay, how on earth is that data, you know, how do we how do we measure bins how do we measure you know flood defenses how do we measure you know i mean we've seen some fantastically interesting solutions uh, you and i have sat in on plenty of meetings where we've heard of people who are you know measuring the individual <laughs> watering of a of a vineyard and a <laughs> you know every vine has its own little sensor you know it, it sounds crazy but actually, if it helps you to be more efficient and more economical and more sort of targeted 
and be able to lower or increase lower your sort of wastage and increase your productivity yield got to be valuable right got to be valuable you mentioned a word a couple of times there, um, and, and and I'll pick you up on that. You mentioned data, and you know in in the IT channel, yeah, whether you're a storage specialist, whether you're involved in security, whether you're an integrator, whether you're involved in analytics, yeah, data is yeah, it's it's part of the reason you exist. Um, IoT for me is it's just a different workload. Mm-hmm. However, the massive, massive difference between IoT and things like a CRM or an ERP solution is the volumes of data, yep. the potential for the volumes of data. I mean, I've, I've seen sort of white papers that say you know, a, a typical business, an SME, you know, a, a local regional Joe Bloggs outfit, regardless of the industry they're in, they probably, probably derive value from 1% of the data that they collect in their business. Now, if you think that's everything from emails through to tweets, through to their sales ledger, through to their accounting systems, you know, 1% of the data they collect, they derive value from to improve their business. Now, you multiply that by the capacity to collect data Mm -hmm. that, you know what, connected devices like a phone that putting sensors on a bin or on a fleet of delivery trucks give yep. you. You just think about the sheer volumes of data. Yeah. Structured, unstructured, yeah. Any and every type of data that a business could be swamped by. Yeah. And without means of turning this into a big data podcast yeah it, I, I, it, it I don't want to i don't no, want to no, do but that it, but, but it, it does come down to the three v's right it comes yeah. down to volume well volume velocity and variation well, yep there's about five different versions of the v's but <laughs> they're my ones um you're absolutely right and it's about being able to consume that data and do something valuable with it mm. in real time but iot you know what iot is it's getting the it, it's the core building blocks to be able to move on to then having that big data conversation. Yep. See, look, I'm trying to I'm trying to kind of segue us into the theme of where these podcasts are going to go. Yep. Um, I'll stop because I'm making a pretty bad job of it. No, that's, but, absolutely <laughs> fine, that's absolutely fine. But, um, go on. But yeah, I, it's um, you know, I don't think there's. I'll say there's there's nothing you can't put a sensor on now, nowadays. I was reading something a, a few weeks ago where we were talking about. Um, Sensors that that degrade and that melt away, you know, as as implants I- in your body. Yeah, he, a sensor can, you know, as long as it can connect in some way, shape, or form. And there are hundreds of different sort of um, carrier types, you know, from yep. from versions of Bluetooth through to Wi-Fi and, and all sorts. Um, yeah. You put a gateway in there that can collect all that sensor data, and it could be the computer in a car under the bonnet that you know you see a little black box there, and you're not quite sure what it does, but you know it's it's pretty essential. Mm-hmm. Um, you can do a, a level of analytics. You can process a level of the data on that gateway, um, and the cloud. And not wanting to make this into a, a you know a, a cloud podcast, but then being able to to package up and securely push yeah. data up to the cloud where yeah. you can do things like you know create new solutions create services and then 
feedback. You know, where you're talking about, you know, is it customers? They could be, you know, the the staff, like yeah, like ourselves in a business. Yeah, we feed back through tools and and apps to our laptops, our phones. You know, things that help improve our productivity. Yep, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, it, it's just, yeah, you know, it it for me, it's just. The opportunities are boundless, I'll say again, but you've got to get the core basics right. And, mm-hmm. You know, you mentioned the three Vs, but, you know, what, what I say, what concerns me um, are some of the core potential stumbling blocks, I think, for IoT. Um, and, and, I and I'm not going to get on a, on a negative with this, but... Um, you you're negative it, away, buddy. Is things like security. Yeah, um... You hear of people hacking into um, things like um, CCTV cameras or a uh, baby monitors. A baby monitors, recently. weird. Um, why would you want to? But hey, because you the can. Challenge is there. The challenge exactly is there. Why do people exactly climb it. Everest? Yeah. W- why? Why would I not want to? You know, uh, that is my Everest hack. Hacking into a, a CCTV camera. Right. Brilliant. Um, but you know, um, I, I, and. I'll say it's not been negative, but you know, um, we work with you know umpteen security vendors. Um, IoT, new workload, new scenarios for deploying IoT, mm-hmm. new opportunities for existing vendors and tech that will evolve to fix things like security issues. So that brings me neatly on to what are the major concerns with IoT? I think you just mentioned it, but I wanted to go into a little bit of detail around. You know, you know, for me, what are people? What's holding people back from from deploying IoT big time? Mm-hmm. It's security. In fact, actually, there's a. Once again, I also listen to a lot of podcasts, and there's a, a particular security one that I listen to, and and they describe two different classes of of IoT devices at the moment: IoT devices and secure IoT devices. Ooh, um, yeah. One of the biggest problems I see with um, with IoT is obviously if we're talking about the sort of more commonplace IoT devices, the sort of um, embedded device sitting in a warehouse, sitting in a home, sitting in a car, sitting in a washing machine, um, that there will, there will one day be a vulnerability in that machine. There will one day 100% be a vulnerability discovered. How is that vulnerability mitigated? How is that vulnerability dealt with? Yeah, as a starter for 10, if we're starting right at the, one, uh, uh, the, uh, the very sort of furthest end of, of the spectrum, how do we essentially upgrade that machine over the wire? We need to have capabilities and technologies built in from day one to mitigate and resolve issues that are discovered over time. Next, how do we actually securely transport the data yep. from A to B? There's plenty of technologies in place, but how many of them are actually being utilized extensively? Not just, I, I honestly do believe that the IoT device manufacturers are doing a, a half decent job of actually being able to encrypt the data from device to, to endpoint, but then what are they doing around how the data is actually stored at rest in the cloud? What are they doing about how the portals and the APIs and all the other bits that go around making an end-to-end IoT business, mm-hmm. how are they being secured? I, I'm yet to be completely convinced on that one. Actually, um, this isn't meant to be a, a sort of newsy show, but uh, there was an interesting um, piece in the news the other day about a car manufacturer who had had... Um, the API for their car being hacked. And literally, you could walk up to the car, look at the VIN number on the windscreen, 
and use it to actually interact with the API of this particular car manufacturer's website and turn on the central heating or turn on the lights or turn on the engine, not unlock, that's the one thing I'll say it didn't do, but everything else, all the other major car functions, you could do from literally just having the VIN number completely unauthenticated. And this was a major, major car manufacturer. Now, they've actually taken that portal offline entirely mm-hmm. until such point at which it comes back on again. But scary, really, really scary that that, that was, was there. As I say, the data sent from the car back to the portal completely secure. But the portal was was insecure. Um, and I suppose that brings me on to, you know, how do we go about actually implementing this? I think... And this is where I really wanted to get to, which is what's the opportunity for the IT channel and, and, you know, specifically Arrow ECS to be able to help. Mm. Uh, For me, it's simple. You know, Arrow ECS is sort of place in this world is to help build secure data centers and and scalable and appropriate data centers for IoT. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, we've you and I have bundled a term around um, for we'll go, what six plus months or so. Now, bear in mind, we're not marketeers. Um, <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, we have our producer <laughs> sitting next to us for, for marketing. <laughs> Just yeah, you, you you stop crying now. Um, <laughs> yeah, we we talk about this term. We, yeah, I won't say we we concocted this term, but we talk about this term the the IoT ready MSP. Yeah, because. You know, I, I think when when you look at things like you know security concerns um, that you've got there, and 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 how you mitigate those threats, uh, one of the key areas is you know, where the data through an IoT ecosystem or solution where it resides at rest. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah, that's going to be. Securing the gateways and then securing the data centers. Yeah, m- making sure that, you know, whatever we're going to do when the data's at rest, that we can we can identify when somebody's trying to get into the data center. We, yep. can, we can identify when somebody has corrupted a gateway or a sensor so that we can identify when somebody's trying to get into us. Mm-hmm. You know, through the whole, you know, connected environment of whatever that IoT solution is. Never mind somebody trying to hack into us, I say, as normal, but as we're used to at the minute. And then, I think for me, how we then deal with that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you, you mentioned there, you know, this whole, you know, um, example with the car manufacturer. Take the service offline. Yeah. Don't be afraid to do something as radical as that because yep. actually, you know what, it has an effect on your brand value. Never mind mm never mind the actual service and your consumers that you're yeah. serving with it uh, uh, yourself. And, and we've made the natural assumption, we've jumped straight into this now, that when we talk about an IoT, and when we talk about the world of IoT, yeah, the cloud's involved. And not just as a transit mechanism between sensor and, and gateway and then up into the cloud, which is a data center. You know, because of data volumes, because of, you know, it's mentioned the weather example, the, the idea of being able to extract value quick on the fly and deliver real-time actionable input <coughs> to your consumers. Um, the only place it's going to be is in a data center. Yep. You know, Couldn't somebody is not going to, you know, stand up an IoT solution outside of a prototype, yeah, um, type deployment 
anywhere else. No. Yeah, it's either going to be a, a vendor infrastructure as a service, or it's going to be. And I, I and I actually, I really believe it's a massive opportunity for MSPs. Is is the whole IoT space? Yeah, couldn't agree more. And the truth is that without once again turning this into a security podcast, hey. one of the things I will say is that IoT does dramatically increase the attack surface for an organization. Mm -hmm. It takes maybe two or three entry points into the corporate network. Don't get me wrong. I, I do completely sort of mix that with you should never, ever, 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 ever put an IoT device in your corporate network. You should put it on a deep, dark DMZ somewhere or other hidden yep. away so that it has almost all but no rights. But the reality is that that's often not the case. So you know, IoT should always be hidden away mm -hmm. and, and we should always be looking at how can we mitigate the attack surface and, and also and this is becoming more and more of a sort of general trend in, in the IT security space is how do we detect the, the odd behavior? So yeah. if there's a light bulb that's trying to access a file server, how do we mitigate that? How do yeah. we proactively detect that sort of stuff? So, but these are all topics we'll come on to in later podcasts in infinite detail, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. But, um, but yeah, so moving on very, very quickly. Yeah. So the last thing I wanted to talk about was the opportunities. So the opportunities for IoT for our partners. Mm -hmm. So top three opportunities that you can see for our partners to get involved and to start to make money. Let's be very capitalist about this. Make money yep. out of IoT. Um, oh, so you've thrown that over the fence to me. And I will bat that back to you by saying I think the three areas for me mm -hmm. are going to be, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll have to see. Um, a continued investment in capacity in data centers yep. and the opportunity there for our partners, uh, you know, for our MSPs, uh, you know, how do they utilize um, vendor IaaS? So, you know, for, for workloads that they can put out onto more commodity clouds, you know, private, public clouds, you know, where can they leverage that so that they can protect the investment and put, you know, the, the secure workloads, the, you know, the model that the business models that you know allow them to be successful on on their core data center network um i think you know part and parcel of that is is storage because you know we're talking about this this massive volume of, of, of data coming through um so yeah i think we'll see continued take up in things such as um you know object storage flash how we see that applied in yep. in the data center uh, and i think that brings again opportunities in itself um you know there's the whole software defined layer of, of storage as well there uh, and analytics because you know we talk about using just one percent uh, or deriving value from just one percent of the data we collect you know there is a massive opportunity for analytics yeah. i think in iot oh, absolutely uh, absolutely so the one, the one I'd like to add to that, because I think you've covered off the three that I had on my list. Thank hey. you very much. It's all right. Is, and I know this is going to be a bit of an alien concept, but I promise you we will cover it off at a later date in a later podcast, but is APIs and the API economy. Don't, we've got to be, got to be mindful of APIs today. APIs are becoming more and more important. They're becoming more and more a part of everything that everyone does. We need to make sure that APIs and the ability to integrate, not just into the device, but in from that processed information that the device has given into other applications. I think that's absolutely critical. Um, partner ecosystems, partnering. Yep. Uh, yeah, it, it is absolutely key. 
Yeah, yeah we t- I mentioned enhancing. Absolutely. You know, somebody builds an IoT service, I guarantee you somebody else will think of a way of enhancing that service and yeah. adding new feature functionality. And that has to be done quickly and it has to be taken to market quickly. And the best way to do that is going to be API. And API is also a really good way to monetize the data. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, we so often people think of, of APIs as this deep, embedded technology that's going to help them to expose a bit of functionality but they're not going to make any money out of it but there's api gateways out there today that can very very easily turn clicks into into money you know you can start to actually say okay you want to consume the information that we've we've generated from the data from our iot estate well we're going to monetize it on a per click per thousand oh, click if, revenue if, stream if you think paper click is a bit cutting edge for you i don't think you've seen the start of it yet. Oh, you, God, just, no. you just wait. Yeah. You come back to us in two years' time, and we we will be shaking our heads right. with the innovative way that people have come up with them making money. There is another podcast in itself, the API economy. We promise we will bring that soon. Promise we'll bring that soon. Come back from so, the edge, Dave. Come back from the edge. Come back from the edge. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So with that, we've come to the end of our first podcast. Yeah. I mean, I, I just hope for the listeners it's it's given you the confidence that you know what we should really look into yeah what's yeah what's happening out there and what people are pushing out in articles and papers and what vendors are saying around iot um you know i i really really hope that if nothing else you know what what everybody gets from this is you know the confidence to have an opinion about things like this whether it's you know iot is not for us or whether it's actually yeah there could be something in this we need to know more absolutely but my closing statement is don't bury your head in the sand. Come talk to us. Come see what we've got to offer. Um, we have literally scratched the surface. We've given you a starter for 10, a thousand foot view. Please, please, please come talk to us. We've got it all. We know what we're doing. And, uh, and yeah, that's about it. So with that, my name's David Fern. My name's Richard Holmes. Thanks for joining us. And our producer today has been Hannah Jenny. Thank you very much, and we shall uh, see you next week. Cheers. Bye. Bye.